everyone, and welcome to Design for Online Ask Ashley edition. As always, I am joined by my lovely colleague, Jenny Corals, and we are going to talk about hot topics around higher education. So Jenny, welcome. How are you doing today? I am good, Ashley. I am enjoying the onset of warmer weather. How about you? Oh my goodness. I have been counting down the days. And my daughter, she is five years old. And I swear she's going to live in like Florida or somewhere with a higher climate because she only wants to wear tank tops and shorts. And it has been like pulling teeth to say, it is 20 degrees outside with snow. You cannot wear your tank top and shorts because you will freeze to death. And she's like, nope. Nothing. I don't care. I don't care. And so like what she does as a workaround is she'll wear like a sweater, long sleeve shirt, and then put the tank top over top of it. And then same with her pants with the shorts. So it's, it's a whole vibe. It's a whole look, but I think she's ready. It, it is a strong fashion choice. That is a way to put it, but we are ready. We have been counting down the days in our household. How about you? Oh, a hundred percent. We, um, we are getting out the slack line. I don't know if you're familiar with slack lines. I feel like they were a uh, COVID boon, um, but we have this slack line where you can attach like swings and, you know, monkey bars and a cargo net. And like, like my kids know spring has arrived when the slack line comes back out and it's like game times are here. Summer is a coming. So we're ready. Oh, that's, it's like a American Ninja Warrior course. It sounds like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Can, yeah. can adults do these activities? Yes, Ashley. I don't recommend it. Um, if you, you know, is this want to keep your personal experience, <laughs> <laughs> you know, ours is in our front yard. So let's just say that a cargo net climbing incident where maybe someone's foot gets stuck and maybe you're dangling upside down. Um, it's not always a great look in front of the neighbors and just like, think about what you're wearing. I'm just going to say, I don't normally tuck in my shirts and I do now. So there you go. There you go. Now, now we all know what to do. If we do want to get a slack line, we put it in the backyard, we tuck in our shirts. It all makes sense. I love it. So do we have any questions or anything that you wanted to talk about today besides awesome slack lines that you have in your yard? I do. I have a, I have a really good question. Um, it's a debate. So I love to weigh in on a debate. So here we go. Dear Ashley, a colleague and I were debating participation grades. I like to give my students credit for being active and engaged in class, but my colleague thinks that participation is too subjective to just get a grade. What can we be doing to ensure the quality of student participation And where do you and Jenny fall on this participation grade debate? Oh, that is a great question. And I think it's a two-part question. So I think I'm going to focus on how to ensure quality of student participation and then go into the debate option. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Um, so one or a couple things that I would suggest on how to ensure quality of student participation would be for faculty to model the behavior that they want. So especially at the beginning of the semester when everyone's kind of new, especially if you're online and they haven't taken an online course before and they don't really know how to engage in that space. So go ahead and model the behavior that you want to see. Dive into the discussion and dive into the prompts that you have just so they see how in-depth it needs to be and what they should be pulling information from. And I think that will go a long way to show students, hey, this is what I'm looking for. 
Number two would be setting clear expectations, especially again in an online course for those learners that may not have taken an online course before, but sometimes it's really hard to know what is expected. So setting your clear expectations of, is it a certain length? Does it need to answer certain questions? Just being upfront and that way they know exactly what is expected of them. And lastly, go ahead and ask your students and really start to have a conversation around what makes a good participation post or what is classified as quality participation and talk about the do's and don'ts that they want to see. So as a class, they are all involved in defining this culture around what is a good participation post versus student participation, things like that, because they might have some insight that you as a faculty might not have thought of, or it also is just a way of setting expectations again around discussions. How do you feel, Jenny? Do you have any tips for ensuring quality of student participation in a course? You know, I love to give a tip, Ashley. Um, but I, first of all, I agree with you. I think that um, involving the students in the conversation and in the planning of what this community of learners is going to consider is high quality. I think that's really important because I don't know about you, when I see like discussion boards where someone's like clearly checked out like I I'm almost offended by that you know what I mean I'm like yeah, I sure. I contributed like I put in the work and you didn't and I know everyone has bad days but um I think when we engage as a community and talk about what what we want to achieve as a community you know I'm just get, you get a lot more buy-in from the students and I think then that participation feels more meaningful and you know transcends the idea of like busy work to like transformative learning. So I think that's important. Um, and something else I want to highlight about what you shared is this idea about, you know, what does participation look like online? Um, because in person, I think we have a sense, you know, in person is sometimes it's just showing up sometimes, you know, it's, you know, being with that group in a physical space and online, it becomes such, so much more nebulous. So when you talked about setting expectations, I think that's so critical. And I think helping your students understand what participation could look like in an online space is, is worth your time and effort at the beginning of a class if you really want to make sure they're having a high quality experience. So yeah, those are my, um, my thoughts, but I am excited. Tell me, where do you fall on this debate? Because I have some strong feelings, but you go first. Well, that is intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to start off that Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say I'm like strongly towards one or the other, but I usually recommend for my faculty to have it as a grade, to have student participation as a grade. And the reason I go behind, or that's the stance that I'm taking today, is that it holds your students accountable. Because I have a lot of instructors that have been in a course and they're like, none of my students do any, like they don't participate synchronously. They don't participate asynchronously unless there is a grade attached to it. And so the number one thing I recommend is hold them accountable, have it as a grade. So that way they know that their grade is going to be reflected if they're not participating the way that is expected of them, or if they're just not showing up to class. Um, so that is where I fall. But Jenny, you said you had very strong feelings. <laughs> so what are your feelings towards this topic? You know what? I think our answers are, are going to line up more than you would think, but I, I do fall on the opposite side. So I agree with the colleague who said 
you know, it's too subjective and we shouldn't grade participation. Um, and, and that comes from my experiences in person. You know, you have students working in groups and you see, you know, student A and student B, they're both engaging, they're both technically getting the work done, but student A never picks up their cell phone and student A doesn't take an extra long water break. And, you know, that doesn't diminish the high quality participation of student B, but, you know, how do you fairly grade that effort? So I think that just, for me, that gets too murky, it makes me too uncomfortable. I like things that are a little bit more structured. And so for me, I don't like a category that's just quote unquote participation or quote unquote attendance. Instead, I really like to go back to my learning objectives and think, what am I trying to measure about the students? And I think that should be really reflected in what I'm grading. And so for me, maybe I do have some low stakes um, reflections or something that like helps me understand what they learned or what they took away from that group activity. And that takes away my need to say, well, student B like went for the longer water break or whatever, you know what I mean? Like sure. it helps me focus in on how I'm gonna help support them. And it helps me focus in on like, were they engaging in their learning the best that they could, you know? So yeah, I don't, but, but I think we align more, right? Because I think sure. accountability was the key there. And hundred percent. I think we need to keep students accountable and sometimes having that more open participation category allows you to add in things or be more responsive to the needs of the class or how the learning is going for the class or, you know, current affairs or events that are happening in education that, you know, you didn't know what happened when you wrote your syllabus. So I see the value. I, I, don't deny the value, but yeah, I just really like helping students tie whatever we're doing or whatever I'm asking them back to their learning objectives. And so participation and attendance to me is just too broad, man, too broad. I don't like it. No, I think you have fair points. And I think this is why it's such an ongoing debate between faculty that I work with, because I mean, there's no necessarily right or wrong. It's what's best for you and your students and how you feel like they are going to be held accountable. So I appreciate all of your thoughts. And I think it was a great conversation to be had. And I hope our listeners got both sides so they can figure out what's going to work for them and in their class, as well as how do we gain quality participation from our students. So thank you, Jenny, for being here today. And I thank you to all of our listeners and we will talk to you soon. If you have an exciting topic you want to hear on our future Designed for Online episodes, feel free to email me at ac8ga at virginia.edu. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.